welcome to the Pickup WNBA podcast. I'm your host, Catherine Niker. And I'm your other host, Freddie Rivas. And this is episode 21. That's right. 21. We are deep, deep into this WNBA regular season. Uh, Lots of highs, lots of lows already. Uh, Freddie, you don't have it on the docket, but big WNBA news was uh, Derek Fisher getting fired. Yes, I that definitely should have been on there. I don't know. I, I feel like maybe that came in between podcasts. So I feel like it's old, yeah, but that's pretty huge, actually. Yeah, it came out just after we recorded our last one. I think I didn't realize he was also their GM. He was, I was, he was yeah. rolling with 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 both, which always seems like doom for anyone who ever tries it. Hundred percent, and uh, I was right about to say the exact same thing. Like I, I didn't realize he was also the GM, and I wonder if, you know, getting Liz Campage and having a slow start was just like a total no go. I feel like they got Liz, and they were like, "Here we go, it's on. We're gonna win big." Yeah. And now maybe they're thinking like, "Oh, Derek's not the guy." Yeah, well, I think, like, I wonder to what degree Liz is being, uh, uh, I mean, I hate to phrase it this way, but a bit of a diva. Like, is it is it just she's like, I like Derek, and then it's like, actually, I don't like Derek, and it's just that simple? Oh, do you, do you think she, like, influences? I think she must have. Oh, I, I was just sort of insinuating that she's, like, such a top-tier player that the assumption was that getting her there's no more excuses to not win, but I didn't even really think about the fact that maybe she is yeah, like the leader of the team. And if she doesn't like Derek Fisher, then that's, that's juicy. I mean, that happens in every, every league, right? Every professional I, sport. She posted something afterwards and uh, apologies. Cause I don't have it in front of me, but it was something along the lines of like onwards and upwards. Oh, wow. So it wasn't like, right. So it wasn't the like, thank you, Derek Fisher, blah, blah, blah type post. It was more, it was like a moving on up kind of post. That's juicy. Nice read, Catherine. I feel like hundred (laughs) percent. That is athlete speak 101 when someone's like, oh, wow, you're headed out. Anyways, we're all in a good spot. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like that definitely is like, like, bye, Derek. Especially a mid-season firing is always a sign of like major tension in a locker mm-hmm. room. And he's a high-profile coach. He's a, you know he's a famous NBA player and uh, clearly had a lot of control of the franchise as the GM as well. And I, I also I totally agree. Those two positions seem to compete, and I feel like yeah, they it, have con- they yeah. there's conflicting interests there. And I think it's just, you know, like it's a power play and uh, I've never totally understood it because especially as a player, how could you trust your coach if they're also the GM, right? Like how could you open up and be vulnerable with your coach knowing like, oh, they could just trade me. Mm-hmm. And as the GM too, I feel like you're trying to build a team over a long period of time. And as the coach, you're trying to like maximize every game. It's sort of like one sort of like a naturally, I don't want to say short-sighted, but kind of like an immediate job. And the other is, yeah, kind of like a long-term plan. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Yeah. So anyways, uh, you know, curious to see what Derek Fisher will do next, but 
you know, the the LA Sparks do continue to struggle a bit. And that kind of leads us to our, our next segment here, which is just who is the most exciting team in the mm-hmm. WNBA right now. I feel like it, you know, like we just said, it should be the Sparks, but it, it definitely isn't. <laughs> um, their record right now, they're five and eight. They're eighth place. They're just scraping their way into the playoffs right now. Um, they've lost their last two games. So, you know, they're, they're continuing to lose um, without Derek Fisher. People have been complaining about Liz Cambage's uh, overall production. I mean, there's definitely time to turn that around, but mm-hmm. I feel like um, they seem to be having a lot of like lineup issues and maybe some chemistry issues there. Yeah. And I think she, you know, she's having a tough time staying on the court. I'm not exactly sure if that's because of, you know, like for lack of a better word, like conditioning or the fact that she gets into foul trouble. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, it could just be like a stylistic thing too. Mm-hmm. And uh, let me just shout out, Hey, anytime there's someone in a sport that has the same name as me, I got to just give them some love. Fred Williams, the interim coach of the sparks. <laughs> uh, born 1957 and uh, it's the same year my mom was born so listen wow. this, guy's, this guy's got two things going for him that's basically all I know about Fred Williams but uh, yeah more I than mean, I knew yeah right I mean listen we're, we're, we're learning on the fly here that's that's part of the deal with this pod but um, yeah I mean like the Sparks definitely weren't my most exciting team I feel like maybe at the beginning of the season if we you know, asked each other which team was going to be the most exciting. There was a potential it would be the uh, LA Sparks, but they've definitely been a letdown. They're 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 in my mm. like yeah. If this question was which teams are kind of uh, I don't want to say boring, but like are a, are a letdown so far, they would be yeah like one of like one of two or three teams I can think of. The other is the team I chose, the Lynx. Uh, and you know, because of injuries and a bunch of different stuff, but well, and you know, for Sylvia Fowles going yeah. down, um, for I believe it's the remainder of the season, so I don't know if this is her last season now. Yeah, I, I know that. I wonder if that changes a, that. Yeah, or she is gonna try and give it one more year because this was supposed to be her last season. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, shout out to Sylvia Fowles. I mean, that is not the way you want your last year to go down, hopefully, you know. It would be great if she was able to make, you know, one more run at it next year. But I also understand if, uh, you know, an injury like that and you get to a certain age and it's like, you just, you call it. Yeah. I mean, I, I definitely feel like there's a, there's a thing with athletes, you know, when you get into your thirties, like every injury is, is kind of like more serious than the next. Um, and it's hard to recover from. And also the WNBA season is, uh, you know, fairly short by contrast to other leagues. So if you get a significant injury, yeah, it probably is it for you in a season. I'm just trying to look. Do you know what her injury was? I feel like it was to her hip or something, but uh, I I can't find it. But yeah, Um, knee injury. Yeah. So uh, cartilage in her right knee. Yeah, that's that's not good out indefinitely so you know maybe she comes back but not great not great um with that um 
Freddie, who who is your most exciting team? Okay, so I was, uh, I, you know, I've been wrestling with a, a couple different choices here, and I think I think I'm settling on the Seattle Storm. Uh, I feel like they kind of like you know their games have been exciting. They are doing you know pretty well, and you know uh, Stewie's like a super fun player to watch. She's having like a you know she's in contention for MVP. And, um, you know, Sue birds last year is like, it has that momentum. It has that weight. And I can't help, but think of the drama of the documentary. Mm. So I'm thinking about like watching this team and their games. And then, you know, wondering what that's going to look like later on in a documentary form. Uh, yeah. And, and, and they're good. I think a the documentary you're going to watch. Uh, yeah. Okay. Listen, we'll watch the Maya Moore doc <laughs> and then we'll for sure watch uh, this doc. That's a guarantee. Uh, for anyone, if it's your first time listening, we promised to watch the Maya Moore doc. I don't know, four or five months ago. I was going to say at least six months. Ago. It's yeah. At least six months. Maybe. Yeah. It's, it's going to happen. Listen, we're, we're just, you know, we're busy people. We're doing our thing here. Uh, I'm making excuses for both of us. <laughs> it's going to happen. It's okay. But, uh, yeah, that, so I think I'm going with Seattle storm. Um, just as far as excitement, the games have been good. Uh, I had a couple other other contenders here. I'm wondering who you're going to pick. Uh, right now, I'm going with the Washington Mystics. That was um, my other team. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah, I think. Um, look, like Elena Deladon is back. Um, I it's huge that she's back. She missed yeah. two seasons in a row. And she's one of the best players in this league right now. She's averaging 14 or about 15 points, uh, six rebounds and two assists. And it's like, she's just such a force. And I think, Mm -hmm. you know, the mystics were pretty much irrelevant without her. And now they're currently fifth in the league, not that far behind the, the top of the league is actually pretty tight. The, you know, there's only a few games, maybe four games, separating them from the aces so you know i think the washington mystics you know they could even be a second round team this year i wouldn't call them title favorites i think that would be a bit of a stretch Mm -hmm. but i think to see somebody come back um it's i look i we're gonna end up making a few nba comparisons (laughs) this this week based on um the topics we have ahead but i mean it's very clay thompson-esque i feel Mm -hmm. this comeback and and it's just i'm really happy for her and i'm really happy for the team and i'm happy that it isn't just like you know a nice start that they've been able to kind of sustain winning throughout this season so far yeah i know i think the the mystics lost tina charles to uh to the mercury. So I think that, like, you know, she was one of the, if I don't think she was the leading scorer in the, in the W last year, maybe, maybe she was, but you know, she was really close regardless. And um, you know, that's a pretty significant loss. And I think for Deladon to come back, look so good, you know, she's also like having rest days too. So that's something that's uh, kind of fun to follow just as far as like how the team is managing. But um yeah, you know, like uh, we're we're through one third of the year, and as the dust is kind of settling a little bit on 
who's good and who's not good. You know, I think at the beginning of the year, we were both like, wow, the fever are doing pretty good. You know, they're four and 12 now. And I think some of that stuff is like ironing out a little bit. And um, yeah, Della, Della Don's a big game player. And, you know, she, she, I think as well, you know, I don't know if she's like a, a front runner for MVP, but she's, she's right in the conversation. She's one of the best players in the game. So yeah, I think the clay comparisons uh, correct. You know, she, she had like, uh, I think, at least two surgeries on, on her back and yeah. um, to come back from that and to play at such a high level and to be on a team that's relevant uh, is definitely exciting. Yeah. And, and, you know, she's, she's 32 years old. So to have had two back surgeries at that point is mm-hmm. also, you know, kind of risky, but yeah, it's just great to see her back. My question for you, Freddie is, you know, the links, it's not going to happen for the links this year. Yeah. It's deeply unfortunate. Worst record in the league. Yeah. And it's probably going to stay that way. They've lost their star. Are you considering picking a new team? I'll say this. I'm so loyal and I, I you know, I, I keep, I right. I wa- asked you this last yeah. time and then I tried to sing that Dido song and it went horribly <laughs> wrong. Listen, every time you sing a Dido song, it's a hit. Uh, that's <laughs> only when I sing it. Yeah. That's the most feedback we've gotten so far. Uh, I think I got about 15 <laughs> emails uh, about your, 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 your singing of the Dido song. Like when's she going to do it again? Um, can she do it multiple times a pod? Uh, and you know, I didn't answer any of those emails, but, um, <laughs> thanks for for emailing me folks but uh i'll joke so you you're gonna stay yeah. you're gonna stay i i'm you're gonna go on. down with the ship yeah i think i am gonna go down with the ship but we'll we'll see if it gets a lot worse um i might have to pivot just for you know we're we're, we're new fans here i gotta stay engaged but what sucks is the links have still like you know they're they've been a part of a lot of close games so I keep thinking like maybe they'll find something new. They have that. Uh, I was watching the other game. Um, I'm, I'm forgetting her name. Uh, she, she's a European player who's uh, relatively new and she was incredible. She's like beasting. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll check the roster. to. to uh, I think it's like uh, not, not Lucic, but yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll figure it out. But, I am thinking about pivoting. I'll say that we're one third through the season when we're halfway. If they have like the single worst record, I might have to, I might have to just jump ship because yeah, we're, we're trying to stay engaged here. And when a team is like fully rebuilding, it's a little bit like, yikes, you know, I didn't pick the fever for a reason. Right. Yeah. I mean, maybe you can stick with them for the regular season. And once the playoffs, shape up then you can pick a new team for the playoffs uh and her name sorry is uh nicolina uh milich so uh yeah she's been kind of killing it and i feel like she's stepping into the you know fouls role uh nice honorably let's say but yeah that that's not really enough to uh be competitive i don't think no but still shout out that's very nice um, okay, we're going to move on and we're going to do what's now been uh, a weekly Brittany Griner update mm-hmm. segment. Um, essentially, her detention has been um, postponed 
or her detainment, I think is Mm -hmm. the official term, has been postponed again till at least July 2nd. So she had an original court date. I want to say it was like May 20th or something. Then it got extended to June 18th. Now it's been extended again to July 2nd. You know, at first I was like, I think the delay is good because it's going to buy the U.S. a little more time. I don't think we want to see Brittany actually have a trial. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe that's the case here. Um, there were some U.S. Uh, <laughs> I don't know their official titles. Some government people, Freddie, who've uh, had a Zoom or a meeting with the Mercury. Oh, yeah. Did you see this? Yeah, it was like, I I think it's like, you know, I think government people works like we're we're basketball podcasters. But yeah, it's like, a (laughs) yeah, the Phoenix Mercury said Monday. And it's a whole other government. So I'm like, I don't know what their titles are. We're Canadian. But yeah, reps, I guess. Uh, Sheila Jackson, uh, who's a Democrat from Texas. uh, And Greg Stanton from Arizona uh, had a meeting with the Mercury while they're in Washington, DC. So I feel like that's sort of encouraging, you know, uh, Cheryl Griner is hoping to speak with Biden. I think that sort of like the pressure is like growing, growing. Uh, I know we've referenced, uh, uh, the NBA a couple of times already, but, uh, it, it was a good thing. I think that the Boston Celtics wore, um, uh, free BG, uh, t-shirts in the NBA finals. That's yeah. They bit- said we are BG. Oh, we are. I'm sorry. Yeah. We are BG. And you know, that's, it's just a very visible place. So I think the fact that it's like not going away and, you know, people are, I have a, I have folks- mixed feelings about this. Are you feel, do you feel like it's a little bit showy? Well, why was it one game? Right. And not the whole, well, like if you're going to do this, shouldn't it be for the whole finals? And shouldn't it be both teams? Yeah, I mean, sure. I think more is. Like, I, yeah, I, yeah no. I don't understand. Sure. Like to me, to do this for one game feels extremely false. Like it feels fake to right. me. It doesn't feel like you like that's fair. Like they truly care. Um, Adam Silver did like a an interview with ESPN. Um prior to game four of the NBA finals. And they asked him about Brittany Griner. And he Hmm. actually said that the U S government told them to be quiet. So now we know for sure who it was, because we weren't sure if it was the government or if it was like her family, but now we know for certain it was the government that was telling them, Hey, don't make this a bigger deal because we don't want Russia to see her as a larger asset. So they were deliberately told to be quiet, but once the U S government designated as unlawful, mm-hmm. her detainment as unlawful, then now everyone's allowed to speak up. But even then it's been this weirdly corporate calculated message that does not engage fans. Like, I'm sorry, like, a barcode on the back of a t-shirt when I'm watching TV and they're doing warmups and are running around is not engaging. Like, are you like, I'm supposed to pause my TV 
and then get my phone out and hold it up and hope that I catch the player at the right angle on the back of their t-shirt to scan Mm -hmm. this barcode. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. I mean, there's, you know, I feel like I'm two ways. So like in, in, in one sense, I'm like frustrated at any type of a corporate, you know, advocacy, because I feel like there's, they, they always try and toe this line of remaining profitable and like not upsetting Russia, let's say, but then, you know, also to your point, it's, it's kind of vapid a little bit. And, you know, the, there was some of that with, um, you know, with social movements uh, during 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 the bubble with with Black Lives Matter, right? It kind of like there was like a a fading of of uh, the poignancy of the message, and it was sort of like, okay, well, you know what? We have to move on. So it's, you know, to your point, it's kind of like, yeah, we'll do this for one game, uh, and then we'll move yeah, on. Yeah, I mean, at least that. La- I mean, I completely agree, but at least that lasted longer. The duration of the bubble. But I think, you know, it's sort of it could have lasted longer for sure. And, you know, it's still obviously, you know, very relevant. But yeah, to, to your point, I think there's kind of this, you know, this whole this whole thing. Right. There's been mixed messaging. There's been this idea of sort of like we should all be mad and upset about this. But also, please don't be too loud about it because you don't want to give the captors, uh, you know, the Russian government like leverage. So I think if you are a concerned fan or citizen or whatever, you, you know, you're someone who wants to be active in this, it kind of like placates you a little bit. You're sort of frozen in what to do. It's like, do I be loud and not be angry about it? Or do I be super quiet about it and let the, the government, uh, the U S government kind of like do their work in secret. And I think it's, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just like, you know, we, uh, I always go back to feeling that, you know, as a fan, uh, as a like a basketball analyst, it's sort of this unwinnable situation. It's just like, mm-hmm. it's just, it's horrible to witness. And then at the same time, yeah, your impulses of how you're supposed to behave are like constantly in question. Yeah, and, and I feel like... Um... Yeah, I, I agree with what you said, and I just feel like there's such a, um, I don't want to say inconsistency. Sorry, I don't mean to stumble so much. I, there's so much confusion mm-hmm. as a fan. How are we supposed to speak out? Like, they're just like, hey, this is what we're doing. This is what the WNBA is doing. This is what the NBA is doing. Okay, well, what should we be doing? You're saying you're saying the U.S. government has considered it unlawful and therefore now we can talk, but no one's really like leading a broader public conversation. And I think that's what's really frustrating because like there's no reason we can't have a free Britney hashtag Britney spelt slightly differently than Britney Spears. Hell, get Britney Spears in it. You know like i'm sure britney spears would be like yeah we should free britney griner yeah honestly like i i just it's like you're saying the u.s government is telling us we can talk about it now but there's still this sense that we can't talk about it and i just it's really confusing and disheartening as a fan and 
And I just feel um, more and more helpless. Not, I mean, I've always felt helpless, I guess, but it just mm-hmm. more and more and more. And it's just, um, it's getting harder to see the light at the end of this tunnel. And I don't mean to be so pessimistic, but that's no, no. I think that you're being very real. I'm also feeling helpless. I was reading in the article. It was, you know, it's been 117 days now. Um, I guess, you know, on the, you know, the day we're recording this or the day that people are listening to this, it will be like 119 or 120 days. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's bleak. It's super bleak. And I think there's not, you know, we're learning about the WNBA. We're covering this important story, but at the same time, it feels frustrating to not have more insight. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I hope I, I have no idea. I don't know enough about the law i just hope that i'm right and that these delays although it means she's you know she's there longer which is terrible but i am hoping that it is buying the u.s government time to get her out of there i think you're right there to be honest because i feel like again you know we're both sort of guessing and learning about this but it seems to me like the you know in the absence of of like more delays we're going to get some type of show trial and sentencing, which can only mm-hmm. be worse. Uh, I was in a WNBA forum and the amount of people who are, I don't know, not really thinking this through and sort of saying like, assuming she's guilty and then therefore mm-hmm. kind of like, you know, just saying sentiments that are like not sympathetic, like, Oh, well, you shouldn't break the law type of energy. I think I, I want more than anything that narrative to die because yeah, you know, it's just like, you shouldn't trust what's coming out of uh, Russia in this situation. And on top of that, it's marijuana. Like if you, if you're trying to reason this out in any regard, you've totally lost the plot. I think. Yeah. People, I completely agree with you. And I've also found that really discouraging people are really ignorant, <laughs> like just straight up. Yep. People are really ignorant. They're obviously ignorant about Russia. Number one, two, they're ignorant about marijuana and they're ignorant about the fact that this is literally a vape pen, <laughs> Yeah, a very small amount of oil in it. And, uh, this is not a 10 year in prison criminal offense. Like, like it just, like, you know, even my point is, is that even if she is guilty and that was in fact in her suitcase to imprison someone for 10 years for something like that is unlawful. And I think there's just no way around that. And even if in someone's mind, they're like, that's a drug and that deserves to serve time. She has served that time. So there's no argument in my view that this is in any way uh, deserved. Yeah, I think to totally agreed there. And uh, yeah, I'm not sure what what other insights we can offer without further development, but sort of like yeah. hopelessly crossing our fingers, I guess. Yeah, just hoping and praying for her, really. Um, okay, that's the Brittany Griner update. Uh, we have another interesting topic here today. Uh, mm-hmm. Freddie, you did some deep diving and you discovered an article that was put out by USA Today. And it's essentially uh, the history of the WNBA um, players union and uh, I guess 
uh, salary agreements. Is that a fair way to, to say it? The history of players' salary agreements within the, the WNBA? Yeah, I, you know, I found it pretty interesting. Like, you know, some of it we know, right? And just seeing like, like how it, you know, transpired like chronologically is pretty cool. And I feel like is kind of hopeful in, in, in a way where you can see the growth over a long time. Because, you know, we, we've often talked about the limitations of the league, you know, whether it's roster stuff or the league not making or the league, you know, losing money despite being popular uh, or more popular than ever. So I feel like this is, you know, just seeing how far the women of this league have come and how much advocacy there's been. And also I think what uh, kind of interested me the most is the dovetailing with other professional leagues uh, and the, you know, U S um, I forget what the acronym is, but the, yeah, the U U S W N T, which I assume stands for, United States women's national team uh, for soccer. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I think seeing, you know, how that all works together and then obviously a prominent member of that soccer team is, uh, is Rapinoe um, who's uh, married to, to Sue bird, but um, yeah. So just, you know, seeing the fact that they have fought for every little piece of, you know, of the pie that, that they've received is uh is interesting when you think about where we're going uh, as a league and and where you know we've come. I'm saying we, the royal we, but uh, yeah, it's a, it's a good article by by Nancy Armour Armour um, from USA Today. But uh, yeah, what's what, what's your thoughts? Is there anything that kind of like stood out to you? Um. Yeah, I mean, I learned that WNBA players didn't even have um long-term agreements or even free agency until yeah. years after the league started i that didn't realize that they were starting from such a low place and uh it's interesting there's a there's a little video attached to this article off the top and it's an interview with sue bird and it's just a one minute clip mm-hmm. um where someone's asking Sue where she would like to see things going or progressing in women's sports. And uh, one of the points she says is stop comparing us to our male counterparts. Right. Um, Which is interesting. And I agree with her, but at the same time, comparing them to male counterparts is how we are aware of inequity. Yeah. And I think it's the most direct comparison, but yeah, I I sort of, you know, I see both sides of that. So I don't know if I'm cutting you off, but no, you're not. I I mean, like, I'm not saying I disagree with Sue Bird. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't want people to think that I'm just saying that in terms of finances and equity and, you know, we are comparing the women's league to the men's league in order to point out disparities. And I think for sure, sadly, that is still important. I think you're right. You know, and I feel like they're, you know, with, uh, even in, you know, as a part of this article, they highlighted that the recent, uh, you know, I guess like labor victory, um, from the uh, the women's uh, national soccer team is that they're going to get equal pay to the men's national soccer team. 
Yeah, so which I think is huge. that's huge. That's absolutely huge. And I feel like, sure, you can, you know, on one hand say, well, the WNBA doesn't generate the same money as the NBA. So wanting equal pay is not realistic. But I think that that doesn't mean you can't work towards that or highlight that. And yeah, I, I thought this article was interesting from also this aspect of kind of like, yeah, fighting for year round pay, fighting for childcare, fighting for, you know, like full salaries during maternity leave and like all these hurdles that have been overcome, you know, it's, it's good to celebrate history and, and victories. And I think it's also inspiring, you know, when, when, when you think about the things that still need to happen. Yeah. And um, yeah. So I, I kind of found it encouraging actually. That's great. I um maybe I'm just in a discouraged mood generally. <laughs> hey, let it fly. But I I'm glad you found it encouraging. Um okay, let's move on to our bad ass player of the week. Uh Freddie, who you've got? Okay, so uh I was pivoting around a little bit here, uh, but I think I have to go uh with Sabrina. Uh mm-hmm. She, you know, is getting triple doubles and uh, last five games is averaging uh, 24 points. And, uh, you know, I think the the, the Liberty are starting to kind of like put it together a little bit. There's still five and nine. So they're not really like a team that should be feared. But, uh, you know, we've talked about this before. Uh, you know, is Sabrina like the real deal? I feel like people were upset that she had the top jersey sales you know, for good reason, like she's not quite there yet, but you know, you watch her and, you know, you see the potential and you see that she is just an explosive shooter an explosive passer. And she's an exciting basketball player. And I think that she's has been looking pretty dominant. So uh, yeah, I'm going with Sabrina uh, Ionescu. I feel like I will stumble on that name. Uh, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going with Sabrina. That's, that's my badass player of the week. Um, I'm also going with Sabrina. I think it's pretty unanimous. Uh, she's had a historic week. Um, like you said, uh, I have a bit more to add to what you said. She's only the 13th. It's the 13th triple double in WNBA history. Wow. For which she has two and no other player has. Oh no. Wait, am I wrong about that? Hold on. I'm looking, I'm looking, sorry. Vandersloot also has two. Okay. Yeah. But, but there is, there is the, only 13. That's not, there's only 13 recorded triple doubles in WNBA history. Also, Sabrina is the only one other than Lisa Leslie to wow. have those triple doubles with over 20 points. That's some serious. Company. Get this. So, so the one that Sabrina had this past week was 27 points, 13 rebounds and 12 assists. That's a monster game. It's a monster game. Lisa Leslie in 2004, 29 points, 15 rebounds. Oh my God. 10 blocks. What? (laughs) She got a a triple double. Oh my God. That's ridiculous. And I don't know how many assists she had, but it was less than 10. So it's not a part of the triple double. Yeah, and that, and for, that is wild. That's ludicrous. You know, and <laughs> for anyone that's that's listening that might be more familiar with the NBA, 
they have 48 minute games and the WNBA it's 40 minute games four zero. So yeah. a triple double is much harder to accomplish. Yes. Absolutely. Literally, you have a significantly less amount of time to do it. Um, yeah, there's wild. a, 10 blocks. Uh, there's a great article in the athletic, which I'm, uh, where I'm getting all these wonderful stats from right now, um, about Sabrina's, uh, triple double and also why are triple doubles more rare in the WNBA and Freddie, just like you said, um, there's fewer minutes in the game and that's a big part of it because a lot of, uh, a lot of guys in the NBA who get the triple doubles, get them in those last few minutes of the game. Oh yeah. We've seen people, you know, rebound rebound hunting, right? Exactly. So if they, if they lost those last eight minutes, there would be a lot fewer. And then also they play more games a season by quite a bit. Right. Right. So that's also a big part of it. They kind of, this article really, uh, breaks it down in a much more significantly uh, stat nerdy way, as you would expect uh, the athletics to do so. <laughs> so shout out to them. But yeah, I just thought that was really interesting. Shout out to uh, Chantel Jennings. That's who wrote this article. Um, yeah, but I thought I thought this was really fascinating, really awesome. You know, uh, Inesca is really young in her career, so she's probably going to hit this she's going to hit more triple doubles in her career. She'll probably end up with the most triple doubles in, in WNBA uh, history. I mean, she's already tied for second with Vandersloot right now. Cheryl Swoops had one. Candace Parker's had one. Oh no. Cheryl Swoops has had two. Oh, look at me not reading the thing. Right. Okay. So there's multiple players with two, but there's no one with three. And I think out of anyone, Anesk is most likely to have a third. I would yeah. say it's definitely well, in the cards for Vandersloot also, but I just think like, yeah. Well, yeah, the, those two are both like a, a double, double threat every night. Right. So yeah. they're, they're going to get 10 points. I think it's very likely they'll get 10 assists. So it's just about kind of collecting the rebounds as well. Yeah. Um, I'm still freaking out at blocks though. 10 blocks. Like that's just like a absurd. <laughs> I, I, feel like I mean, they have 29 points, 15 rebounds and 10 blocks. You just owned the rim. You owned the rim. I want to go. Like I, I've I never seen a game. player own the, the rim September 9th, 2004. And I wonder, cause it was in September is was this still a regular season game or was this or did like the playoffs start earlier in 2004 yeah that's interesting too i mean i i definitely have to watch that game because that that seems like if not the greatest game ever played like it seems like it's on a a short list of one of the best WNBA games of all time from an individual I, I it probably is. I mean, I don't know, but I mean, the stat line's crazy because honestly, like, so Lisa Leslie, there like I said with the twenty nine points in on May eighteenth, two thousand twenty one, Sabrina had twenty six points, ten rebounds, and or yeah, ten rebounds and twelve assists. Twenty six points, ten rebounds, twelve assists. That was last year. Then this year, twenty seven points, thirteen rebounds, and twelve assists again. Uh, every other player that has scored a triple double in the WNBA, it's like, it's, 
uh, 14 points, 12 points, 11 points, you know, it's yeah. not even close. It's not even close to 20. Yeah. And I think she went like, was it like, I forget. I feel like she missed like four shots. Oh my or God. Something? Park, Parker's had two as well. I'm an idiot. <laughs> you know Listen. what it is? It's like on this graph, on this graphic, maybe uh, the great writer who wrote this, <laughs> Jennings didn't create the graphic, but sometimes they write the full name and sometimes they only write the last name and it threw me off as I was looking at it. Listen, I think the fact that you have that graphic available, you're, you're doing good. Uh, since I'm bringing that optimistic energy, Catherine, you're doing good. Okay. All right. Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, so yeah, we You're have the, the triple same... double of this pod. Okay. <laughs> uh, triple double with turnovers. Right. But anyway, um, hey. uh, so, I mean, it's unanimous. She had an historic week. Shout out to her, Sabrina and, uh, hopefully the Liberty become as a whole team become more and more exciting. Um, with that, Freddie, let's move on to your fine question of the week. Okay, uh, you know, you foreshadowed this a little bit, or we both did. Uh, the name Clay Thompson has come up in the NBA Finals. Uh, this uh, YouTuber who looks, I guess, a lot like Clay Thompson. Um, not that much, though, to be honest, but he you know, looks like him. He needed the hoodie. He needed the hoodie, right? He really but needed the hoodie. Yeah. He really is rocking the facial hair. Like, I think he, he, he does his best. And, um, I don't know. I guess he's a, a, a fan favorite of the Golden State Warriors and he paid $10,000 to like sit close to courtside and actually managed to get on the court and put up a couple shots. Uh, and then was, you know, discovered and banned for life from the arena. But as we were talking before the pod, I think this probably works into his career. You know, he's like he's doing stunts. Maybe he'll. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's like, back. oh, my God, this is so funny. And I'm like, this is a full on orchestrated publicity stunt. And 100%. I don't know why people don't see that. Like they think he's just some guy. And I'm like, this guy has millions of subscribers on YouTube. He has money as resources. He probably paid other people to plan this with him. Oh yeah, it's I'm sure it's like this is an operation. This you is and then he's yeah. like, "Oh, they're not refunding my tickets. I paid 10 grand, blah blah blah." That's all part of it. Nothing's real. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Yeah. That's why it's like everybody's like, "Haha, this is so hilarious." And I'm like, "I just see right through this guy." Yeah, you're like, "Again, listen. just not in an optimistic place." Today. No, you know what? If this guy was like if we were at a fair and this uh -huh. guy was like sitting on the dunk tank, you'd be the person that would just like he'd be heckling. And you just step right up, whip the ball, and he'd get dunked. Yeah, yeah. I would you just know what destroy I mean? this guy. And people yeah. would celebrate, and you'd be like, listen, I knew I was going to do that. And that guy's wet now. So I'll see you later. <laughs> um, that's my analogy. But uh, yeah, okay. But the question is, if one of us uh, were, you know, uh, we were a lookalike in the WNBA, um, and we were able to, like, sneak our way onto the court, during the warmups, like this guy put up some shots. Is that what, like, my question is, what would you do with the time you had on the court? Like, how would you make the most of it? I, you know, going in the direction of a publicity stunt, I guess, like what, what, like what impulse, like, would you want to like being on that court with the players? Would you, you know, want to say hi to somebody? Would you, whatever, what's your angle? Okay. Can you, can you go first? Yes. Cause I, I thought about this a little bit and 
again, we were talking about this before the pod, but there's this uh, soccer guy from a long time ago who would, you know, sort of like blend in with the team and pretend celebrate. I think what I would do if I, you know, if this was all part of a stunt, I would try and be on there as long as I could. And I feel like if I was shooting and putting up shots, if that, first of all, like they're just such better basketball players than I am. So that's like a dead giveaway. Yeah. So I think I would have a hoodie and I would just be doing like very detailed stretches on the court, like <laughs> face down and, you know, just trying to extend that time of people being like, who's that like stretching? And then obviously I'm sure, you know, a trainer would come over and be like, sir, first of all, sir, get the hell out of here. Uh, but second of all, like you're, you know, you're, 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 you're going to get banned from the arena. So I, I'd, I'd milk it as long as I could by stretching. So that, that, that's, that's my, you, game. but that's you're like, plan. that's it. You're stretching. Like you're not, you're not wearing a, a t-shirt promoting the podcast. Like you're not, this isn't a publicity stunt for you. Yeah. You know what? I didn't think this through as much as I thought I for sure would try to promote the podcast or, or a political cause. But you know, if, yeah, if, if that's the thing, I mean, maybe a political cause, because if I was promoting the podcast, people might see it, you get wear angry orange, at us. You should wear an orange hoodie and just promote the NDP. Yeah, that's what I do. I, <laughs> you know, I sneak on to a, in an American arena and I'd promote <laughs> on the Ontario NDP. Or the federal NDP of Canada. So people really didn't understand what I was doing at all. It's for a political party they can't even vote for. Yeah. Hey, listen, if we're shouting out uh, NDP in the US, Rosie O'Donnell tried to tried to uh, give money to the NDP once. And um, uh, people were like, you can't do that. You're American. Really? Yeah. Shout out Rosie. Wow. I wonder if Canadians have donated to American politicians. That would not surprise me. Yeah, I think you can do it in like nefarious ways, but I think you can't like. And then they're like, I don't want your monopoly money. (laughs) That's so. yeah, my wife's American. She always says that like we have monopoly money. But I always say Americans have monopoly money because they have like one dollar bills. What's up with that? Yeah, uh, that's a good counter. Um, All right. This is this is I'm cheating a little, but this is my answer. I don't want to go on the court and be disguised as one of the players. Okay. I want to go on the court and be disguised as one of the halftime entertainers. (laughs) Okay. I'm into this. So I want to be disguised as a a, a contortionist. I want to be disguised as a person spinning plates. Honestly, you'd last a long time, but people would be like, hey, like it's not a halftime. You know what I mean? And then I go out there like I'm going to spin plates and I can't, obviously. That's never good. try. And, and I'm just and I'm just attempting to do it and I'm really bad at it. And then I just need a mic. Like I just I'm like, hey, I just got to explain to the crowd why I'm off tonight. And this then I just start doing stand-up comedy That's and good see stuff. if I yeah. can last the entire halftime. Okay. Like I'm changing my answer to I'm <laughs> disguising myself as the person who's going to do the anthem. Oh my God. That's good. Yeah. So yeah, when yeah. someone's like, oh, okay, the anthem. And then like, I would step up with the other person and be like, uh, pretty sure it's me. 
I'm pretty sure. And then are you going <laughs> to sing the whole anthem? I'd go for it. I'm a do you whore. know the do you know the anthem like the American anthem? I do absolutely you know do not, but Fergie didn't either. And um <laughs> I I am a horrible singer, so it would go viral. Can you give us a line like right now? Uh for the land of the free and the home of the brave. I would just sing, is that the end of the song? I would just sing, I'd, I'd start with the end. That would be so viral. You, yeah, would, the, you, would, you would get this podcast a lot. <laughs> yeah. I feel like it would be like the viral, like the, like the, the little like headline would, would basically be like, hardcore loser botches anthem is tackled to the ground. No, I, I think it would be uh, everyday American <laughs> belts out. <laughs> everyday American, drunken, okay. Belts out drunken. <laughs> oh my God, I've become a folk hero. Yeah, yeah. You, you know yeah, what? I think people would love you for it. This is This is your positive spin of the day. That somehow I'd come out of this. This is the most liked. positivity that's going to come out of me today. Good. Fair. I listen. I, I I have period cramps. I just found out I owe the government over $5,000. Oh, shit. I mean, there's billionaires who pay nothing. Hey. I mean, screw everything today. We're getting real on the pickup. Got, here, okay? got myself some Portuguese custard tarts. Okay. That's good stuff. That's, you know. You deserve know that. Natas, I, I call them. Yes, for- natas. That's the proper. That's the proper term. Um, Shout out natas. They're the best. I just don't even know how else to console myself. You know what? I think I think natas is a good start. I'm gonna have a natas coma. I'm just gonna eat too many of them and pass out. I think. Good. Um. um- well, <laughs> <laughs> that's been our episode. <laughs> I don't even care that I told you all I have cramps. Uh, Good. <laughs> thank you for listening. Love how I saved that for the end. Uh, Freddie, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, yeah, check me out on Twitter and Instagram uh, at Freddie Rivas, F-R-E-D-D-I-E-R-I-V-A-S on Insta. Noel is in the middle. And um, yeah, check out my podcast uh, about the Raptors in the NBA at confederacy of dunks podcast or on twitter at dunks podcast and um yeah check me out thanks for listening uh and you can find me on twitter or instagram at it's me underscore Catherine, spelled c-a-t-h-r-y-n where i'll be live tweeting my period flow <laughs> <I'm kidding>. <laughs> you get like hundreds of hundreds of followers a minute. imagine that worked i'm just live tweeting the state of it uh no i will not do that but please follow me for other content and uh yeah we'll catch you next time okay awesome thanks bye